You cannot prepare for a storm while you're in a storm. And now for Storm Lessons. Praise God. Praise God. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Ah, my goodness. My goodness. Can we have a word of prayer? Ah, Father, we are a grateful people tonight. Father, you've been so good to us, O oh Lord God. And we thank you, Lord, that even in the midst of the rain, Father, you allowed us to arrive safely. And Father God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that that you've given us the ability, oh, Father God. And during this season, some of us have had to sow some seed. We've had to sow seed in other people, oh, Father God. We've had to sow seed in projects and things you've placed in our hearts to do. So, Father, as the rain falls, I thank you, oh, God, that is simply watering the seeds that these, your children, have already planted, God. I thank you, oh God, for the harvest that's going to come forth because of their obedience to you and your word. Oh God, we thank you, Lord. Now as we get ready to dive and matriculate your word, God, I submit myself as a vessel unto you. And I declare less of me and more of you, none of me and all of you. Father God, think through my mind and speak through my vocal cords and these lips of clay words of life that will edify, that will strengthen, that will inspire these, your precious people. And Father, we're going to be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor and all the praise because truly it is due unto your holy and righteous name. And it's in that name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Can we put our hands together? Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Ah, you know, every time, whenever I speak anywhere, especially when I come to the ark, I pray and say, God, what is it that you would have me to say to my brothers and sisters at the ark? And I prayed and prayed and my wife and I, we did some traveling recently and went out of town to her home in Mississippi. And and we were at the home church on Sunday. I said, Lord, am I supposed to deliver this message here or is it for the ark? And thank God, the pastor, he said, you know what? I'm going to take it this Sunday. I need you to pray for it. Praise God. I can pray for you. So I prayed for him and I held on to the word. And I said, but I still didn't know. I said, Lord, is this the word that you would have me deliver at the ark? So then I'm sitting here and I'm driving through. And as I'm driving through, I see this black cloud hovering over. And my GPS says, severe thunderstorm warning awaits. And I'm like, Lord, really? And I pull up to the door and I get ready to go up the steps and just as I open the door, kaboom and the rain just falls all over the place and me forgetting that you must go up the center steps went up the left step and I said, oh Lord and I looked at the column I said, I gotta get back on that workout plan. I can't slip through like I used to. So I had to go all the way down and come all the way back up. I said, oh my God. 
Lord, what is it that you're trying to tell me? And then my dear sister was praying and I said, oh my goodness. Yes, Lord. I hear you, Lord. I hear you. And her sister was worshiping and sang my ordination song. I said, oh my God, what is going on? Ah, Well, family, today we're just going to get started because I believe the message has been confirmed and God's dropped so many other things in my spirit just between the time I left the house and got here. So I'm going to try to sow it all. But I want you to know the title of tonight's message is Storm Lessons. Storm Lessons is the title of tonight's message. I want to start out by sharing this with you. A very well-known poet, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, he authored the poem, The Rainy Day. The Rainy Day. And some of you may not be familiar with that poem. Some of you may be. But when I share these words, a line from the poem, you'll know it very intimately. In fact, it will be a well-known line, if not an infamous line that you would have heard. Into each life, some rain must fall. Into each life, some rain must fall fall. You see, the author's premise is in this line that everyone will experience difficulty and heartache at some point. Everyone is going to experience difficulty and heartache at some point. So in other words, we will incur some type of storm in our lives. We're going to incur some type of storm in our lives. Listen, the storm may be one of finances, It may be one of our health. It may be one in our relationships. It may be one at the loss of a loved one. There are many storms that we may experience and go through, but we will all go through some type of storm or storms in our lives. Let me say that again. Some type of storm or storms in our lives. This actually lines up with scripture, doesn't it? Because doesn't the Bible tell us that many are the afflictions of who? The righteous. Many are the afflictions. Not sometimes there's an affliction. Not every while and then there's affliction. No, no. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But we can't forget the last part of that. What's the last part? But the Lord's going to do what? Deliver you out of them all. That's the most important part. You can't forget that part. Listen, you're going to go through some stuff. You're going to experience some things. But let me tell you, just hold on to your faith and your hope because he's going to deliver you each and every time. Now I want you to open up your Bible to the book of Matthew for me. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. We're going to begin at verse 24. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24. Very familiar scripture. Here it says, therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell and great was the fall 
of it. Great was the fall of it. You see, there is very interesting truth that Jesus shares with here and teaches us here in a clear contrast that is displayed in this parable. A very clear contrast displayed in this parable. And I want you to understand a couple of things. First of all, it is an act of mercy to hear his sayings. Let me say that again. It's an act of mercy to hear the sayings of Jesus, to hear his voice, to hear him speak to you, to hear him be able to utter things of other words of direction, correction, inspiration. It is a blessing to be able to hear the words of Jesus. In fact, our ears are blessed when we hear his sayings. Can you simply touch your ears right now? Touch your ears and say, my ears are blessed. My ears are blessed. It's blessed when you can hear his sayings. So in other words, if you can hear Jesus speaking to you, guess what? You are blessed. You are blessed. I know some of you say you're looking at your circumstance and you're looking at the way things look around you. I want you to understand when you can hear Jesus speaking to you, it doesn't matter how it looks. It doesn't matter how it seems. You're connected to the ancient of days. And he knows exactly where you are. And he stepped out of eternity into time to be able to speak to you. You've got to understand you're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. But here's something we got to realize. If we don't practice what we hear, We receive the grace of the Lord in vain. In other words, when he speaks to you, he's not just giving you just anything to hear. Just like you're looking at something on YouTube just to fill up the time and the moments of the day. No, no, no. He's speaking to you because he wants to give you something that you need. He wants to speak to your situation. He wants to speak to your heart. And it's important that you receive it and you apply it and move by it. It's important that you do that. Otherwise, you receive it in vain. You receive it in vain. To do Christ's sayings is conscientiously. Let me say it again. To do Christ's sayings is conscientiously. That means it's intentional. It's with great intent. It's with great intent so that you can do what? Abstain from the sins that he forbids and to perform the duties that he requires. You want to abstain from the sins that he forbids, but you want to also make sure that you are doing the things and performing the duties that he requires. How many of you know that he has duties for you? How many of you know that there's an assignment that you have? There's something that he's called you to do. And oftentimes he's going to be speaking to you to give you instruction in the midst so you can follow out and fulfill the assignment that he's given you. There are duties that you have to do. And all the sayings of Christ, not only the laws that he enacted, but the truths he has revealed must be done by us. They must be done by us. It's important to understand this because the Logos word, our our holy scriptures, he speaks to us there. But how many of you know that he'll speak what, thank God for our Catholic brothers and sisters, introducing this word rhema. Rhema. How many of you know he'll speak a rhema word to you? He'll speak to you right where you are and you're expected to fulfill and walk in that. When you read the word, yes, follow the instruction of the word. But let me tell you something. There are some times where you can't get a hold of a Bible. You don't have a connection. So your Bible app's not pulling up. 
and you're trying to figure out oh, where is that scripture? Oh God, I can't even tell. Oh, you're trying to reboot your phone. It won't reboot. Nothing's happening. And the Lord will speak to you in a still small voice and speak to you. Just let you know what to do. You've got to be able to hear his voice and follow his instruction. Follow his instruction. I want you to also know this. I want you to know this. They are a light, the words of Christ. They are a light, not only to our eyes, but also to our feet. Do you hear me? His word for you is a light, not only to your eyes, but also to your feet. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You remember that scripture? So therefore, the word of God becomes that which illuminates your path and enables you to walk. When Jesus speaks, it gives you illumination where things were dark. I understand the lights flashed a little bit during the storm. So when things went out, he said, oh, my goodness, where do I go? How do I get around in here? But then the light comes back on. His word is a light. It gives revelation, illumination to you so you know where to go. It's important to understand that. It's important to understand that. I want you to know this also. His sayings are designed not only to inform our decisions, but to reform our hearts and lives. Oh, my gosh. Informs your decisions, how you may, what you're going to do, how you're going to go about your day. But also it reforms your hearts and your lives. That means there's a reformation that has to take place. If I were to take a quick poll and ask in here, is there anybody that has had their life changed by Jesus in say the last five years? I'm sure everybody will raise their hands, wouldn't they? Something has happened when his words were spoken to you and it brought a reformation. You see, you don't love the way you used to love. You actually love for the other person now. Some of us used to just love to get what we wanted to get out of the relationship, what we wanted to get out of the situation, because we did not understand how to love, as my sister was singing, how to love like he loves. But as we've grown, as we've heard him speak to us, as we've gone closer to him, we've now learned to love the way that he loves. Our hearts have been reformed. They've been reformed. And I want you to understand this. That there is a rock provided for us to build the house, which is the assignment to build the house that he's called us to build upon. And the rock is Christ himself. We understand this. The Bible lets us know that the rock with the chief cornerstone that the builders rejected has now been made the head of the corner, speaking of Christ, because he's the foundation of everything. Understand, this very church and every church that calls upon Jesus is built upon the foundation of Christ. He's the foundation on which you build. And therefore, every believer within this house, within this edifice, as you go home, you're to build your houses based upon that same foundation. Jesus is the foundation on which you build. He's the one. And you say, well, how do I build? How do I build my house? It's built upon the words that you say. It's built upon the decisions that you make. That's how you build your house. Every piece of scaffolding that goes up that actually allows you to put up the sheetrock on the inside, the struts and all of that from the outside, all of those things are done by what you say. 
And what you say should be based upon a foundation of what the Lord has already laid in your life and in your heart. He's your rock. He's your rock. And he's strong and immovable as a rock. That's the blessing. It doesn't matter what happens. If he is your foundation, you ain't going nowhere. If he's your foundation, I don't care how bad it looks. You aren't going anywhere. You're not going to be moved. You're not going to be moved. It's important to understand this. Why? Because a storm is coming. A storm is coming. Many of us have seen storms and we'll continue to see some. But there's a storm that is coming, I believe, that will shake us. It'll shake us to the core of who we are. And I want you to understand this, that rain and floods and winds will beat upon your house. Rains, floods and winds will beat upon your house. I want you to understand that these are trials. These are trials. And the trial is sometimes in this world. The trial is sometimes in the world. But I also want you to know that sometimes this trial, this tribulation, this persecution, it will arise because of the word, because of the word that he's spoken to you, because of the word he's declared over you, because of the word you've been standing on. That's the very word that's going to be tried in the middle of the storm. And it comes and it's sent because of it. It's sent because of it. Oh my goodness. Let me help you. Let me help you. It's important to understand this. In the middle of this storm, one of the reasons why it's sent is because it will then be seen those who only heard the word and those who heard it and practiced it. You see, when you're going through this storm, when you're hearing all this, when all these things are happening, it's to show you who actually has heard it and who has heard it and actually practiced it. That's why in our parable, two men, two men that Jesus names. He lists. And these two men, both of them in this story, have three things in common. Three things in common. One, each man built a house. They had an assignment. They realized it was important. Each man built a house. Number two, both of them heard the words of Jesus. Jesus spoke to them. It wasn't like neither one of them heard. They heard the words of Jesus, both of them. Number three, both encountered a violent storm. Both encounter a violent storm. Can I give you number four that dropped in my spirit on my way over here? Number four is this. You cannot prepare for a storm while you're in a storm. It's not time to prepare for a storm while you're in the storm. You got to prepare for a storm before you get there. Let me help you with that. Hold on. Hold on. Understand this. I want you to know that those who actually have built Upon Christ as the rock, they're going to stand during the storm. They're going to stand during the storm. They're not going to be blown over. Remember, just as the builder who built upon the rock was able to stand when the storm came, so can we stand in the day of the storm when we build our lives upon Jesus. We can stand in the storm. We build our lives upon Jesus. But listen, those who built their lives on anything else but Christ, it's going to blow over. It's going to fall over and they're not going to make it. 
They're not going to make it. They're going to fail in the midst of the storm. You see, they will have no true comforter to be able to speak to them. They won't have any satisfaction in the day of trouble. Listen, they will have no defense in the day of judgment and death or even against the temptation to be lured away from the Father. Because that's what the enemy wants to do in the middle of your storm. And listen, the loss of that builder was great and devastating. It was devastating. But the wise man who builds upon the rock, I want you to understand this. They will find it to be harder. It's going to cost them more. It's going to take more time. But the foolish man who builds upon the sand, listen, it's going to be easier for him. It's going to be less expensive and it's going to be quicker. Can I share this with you? You get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. I want to encourage you. It's important to spend time with the Lord. Now, you see, if you wait until you get into the middle of something, it's too late to be calling on him. He'll have mercy on you, but you won't even know how you got through. You won't even know what to do in the next thing. You won't have a clue. But see, the grace of God enables you to see how he's moving in your life. I thank God for both grace and mercy. But when I see grace, grace, he extends it unto me and I can understand what he's doing. I can understand where he's guiding me and where he's leading me. You see, I want you to understand this. If you spend time with Jesus now, listen to his teachings, apply them to your life, then I want you to understand that even though you may have to spend a little less time with friends, you may have to stay up a little later, you may have to get up a little earlier, you may have to do these things, but I want you to understand that when the storm rains begin to fall, you're going to be prepared. You're going to be prepared. You see, I understand these storm lessons. After we launched our church, about three months after that, I lost my mother. Second greatest supporter in my life, next to my wife. <laughs> lost my mom. Didn't know what in the world we were going to do, but I had to keep pressing. I had to still learn how to love, even when I felt like I was void in my own heart. I had to still care about someone else, even when I felt broken myself. And as I was built up and I felt like we were going in some direction, then a pandemic came. During the pandemic, where we were having service, we were actually displaced because the church closed. And then after that, my hero, my father passed. Storm upon a storm upon a storm. But I thank God that that same father and mother, the ones who took me on New Year's Eve with 15 minutes coming into the new year, kneeling down on my knees at five and six and seven years old, praying unto God for the entire year. The same man and woman who had poured into me and took me to church and made sure that I went before God and made sure I got baptized and made sure I read my word and made sure I knew who God was and who the Lord was in my life. The same ones, even though they were taken away, there was something that was built in me. A foundation had been laid and I was ready for the storm. Understand there sometimes things will be taken away from you just to show you that, that you're built and you're ready for this storm. Yeah. 
There are some times you will go through things that you won't understand. It won't make sense to you. But the Lord is allowing things to be moved out the way so that you can stand on your own in the middle of the storm. He helps you to find your foundation. He has to find your foundation when things are rocky, when things don't seem fair, when things seem like it's hurting. He lets you find it. And then when you find it, you find him. And you discover that he can truly live in you and through you. And you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you when you've allowed him to become your foundation. I want you to understand that even though we're seeing things in our country and around the world, we're seeing things unprecedented, things we thought we'd never see, but yet we're seeing them. Already, NASA has let us know that record heat has been set this year, not just in the States, but all over the globe. But I want you to understand that when you have your foundation set, whatever the storm is, However it may blow, whether it is a heat wave that goes across the entire world, I want you to understand that you're still going to be able to make it because your soul has been anchored in the Lord. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, God, for being the one who's been with us in the midst of the storm. Father, we thank you for being our shelter that actually covers us and keeps us safe. That, Father God, even though the winds are blowing and even though the rains are falling, oh, Father God, we thank you, oh, Lord, that you are the one who's protecting us from all the elements. And, Father, we thank you, Lord, that even in the midst of a storm, we can still grow in you. Even in the midst of the pain, we can still be made stronger, oh, God. Because what was meant to destroy us, what was meant to attack us, is only building us and making us better. So, Father, I thank you, O Lord, for all of these precious brothers and sisters and those who may be watching right now. Father, I thank you, Lord, for meeting them at the place of their need, O God, and allowing them to see that you are their sure foundation. And Jesus, I thank you for blessing them, comforting them. And preparing them to see the storm clouds roll away and to see the sun shine for another day. We bless you and we glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled Storm Lessons by James Brown. This message is number 6627, that's 6627, to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 6627 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because brother you need the word. Oh, brother.